Hey, babies, you're listening to Sonic Blasphemy. You're all going to hell. Bless your heart. Welcome to just another fucking podcast that's so ready for this election to be over because I'm sick and fucking tired of it. I'm past the point of caring. Um, yeah, whatever. Make America This great is Sonic again. Blasphemy. <laughs> As always, I'm Scrub. I am Baldo. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Don't forget to write in Baldo Hugeness on your election paper because look at my slogan and it's fuck you because that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you actually have a political platform at once? At, at one, one point in time. <laughs> Abortions for everybody. <laughs> Super uh, late term. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like they're 14 years old. <laughs> about the time they start being assholes. If you want to get rid of this kid, I'm all about it. <laughs> I think that's the other A word. <laughs> You want to adopt the kid. Oh, adopt the kid. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, did I piss some people off? That's what I meant. Adopt, not abort. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Either way, they're out of your hair. <laughs> and this would have never happened if you let it go in your hair. <laughs> Bad joke. Should have been a blowjob. <laughs> hey, there's an idea for my next cover song. <laughs> you should actually just write a song. It's called You Should Have Been a Blowjob. Well, when you said that, the tune of that Toby Keith song came to my mind. Should have been a cowboy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh should have been a blowjob. Should have been spat up against the wall or his balls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this went south fast. Should have been a cream pie in the mouth. <laughs> Terrible country song. <laughs> it's Toby Keith. And it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> Everything's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <clears throat> Is there such thing as today's best country? <laughs> no. Not in about 20 years. <laughs> Oh, so what are you drinking over there, Baldo? Today, Scrub did a very did a huge solid for me. Other than he drank the rest of them, he left me an old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout. Play the song. <laughs> That's my favorite. Russia's greatest love machine. 
<laughs> oh, so good. So good, my man. And what do you have, Scrub? I am drinking a Devastator Double Bock Lager from Wasatch Brewery. So that's a huge... So that's a if huge you're going beer. to sin, sin big with 8% <laughs> alcohol and a creamy rich richness, this brew has developed a serious cult following. Imagine that, a cult following in Utah. <laughs> Food no pairings, way. front of cow, back of cow, rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> I can love a Devastator. <laughs> And Sheriff, what are you drinking? I am drinking a premium and extra smooth premium O'Doul's non-alcoholic brew. <laughs> Play the song. <laughs> I wish there was one. Beer is good. Beer is good. <laughs> yeah, I see you drinking this Devastator, and it still takes me back to that bear leg trip that I got entirely smashed. <laughs> So I think I've said it before, the the entire first night of camping that I ever that I always go to, you cannot tell me what to do. <laughs> because I am in the woods and I'm getting drunk and I get fucking hammered and I totally regret it the next day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and the devastators were that was a bad that was a bad fucking weekend. I had to wake up at like seven in the morning to go to the beach oi. To the what? To the beach. Oi. Oh. I thought you were saying it in like one word. No. Beachoy. <laughs> Beachoy ass. <laughs> that was clever. Oh, well, what's been up, gents? I went to the Strut Your Mutt fundraiser in Salt Lake yesterday with my dog. Well, that's cute. Yeah, she's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Just because. She was around other dogs, or well, yeah, she's never really been around other dogs, and this was like <laughs> ten thousand dogs and ten thousand people, not really that many, but a good maybe thousand two thousand people, holy shit, yeah, all with dogs, that's a lot of fucking dogs, yeah, and she was like didn't know what the fuck to do, <laughs> she didn't know whether to kill or yeah pump she, she or... did a, she did really well for the first she's just gonna roll over and play dead yeah 90 percent of the time and then we went and sat down in the beer garden they had and she was just getting ornery and so <laughs> i had to tell her i would just like a woman my fucking boot up your ass if we weren't surrounded by a thousand dog lovers <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> if we were <laughs> it's like when you got a kid it's like i swear to god when we get in the car <laughs> I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. But I've been I put up a a dog fence, an electric fence around the house, so she's fucking terrified. Don't of that. whiz on the electric so fence. So glad. <laughs> so glad she's terrified of it. You decided not to go the shot collar out? It's got a shot collar on it. So oh, so it's just if line, she cross yeah. it doesn't have a little no nope. controller. Nope. Oh, it's as soon as she crosses the line, it fucking gaps her. Nice. And so she sits in the middle of the yard and, and like, cowers. <laughs> she doesn't know where to go. Yeah, she doesn't know how far she can go yet. I need to do that with my kid. <laughs> my cousin had one with the the little uh, remote control. Yeah. And so it was, like, there was one button that gave, like, a beep. Yeah, I had one of those, yeah. Gave her a warning. And then if it... Took off any farther, whatever he'd zap her, <laughs> and it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, he'd been using it for a while, and then I went to visit him, and uh, 
he's like, you want to see something fucking hilarious? He hits the beep button. That dog fucking drops the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they know. Thought I was about to get zapped. It was funny. It's your cousin named Pavlov. Uh, ring a bell. Schrodinger's cat. <clears throat> I love that joke. Speaking of jokes, you want to hear a long one? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dave was uh, bragging to his boss one day. He says, you know, I know everyone there is to know. Just name someone, anyone, and I know them. Tired of his boasting, his boss called his bluff. He says, okay, Dave, how about Tom Cruise? So uh, Dave says, no boss, no dramas, boss. And Tom and I are old friends, and I can prove it. So Dave and his boss, they fly out to L.A. They knock on Tom Cruise's door, and Tom Cruise shouts, Dave, what's happening? My old friend, where are you up to? Why don't you come in? Let's have a beer. Now, I'm going impressed. Dave's boss is still pretty skeptical after they leave Cruz's house. He tells Dave that he thinks knowing Tom Cruise is just a fluke. He's like, there's no way you know everyone. You don't know Jack Reacher. And he says, no, just name anyone else. And his boss says, okay, President Obama. Dave's like, yeah, I've known Obama for years. We golf together. Let's, let's go to fly out to Washington, D.C. So they fly out to Washington, D.C. They they go up to the White House, and uh, then again, it's, you know, Obama. He's like, oh, Dave, how's it going? You know, we need to go golfing. And his boss is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, there's there's no way you can know the Pope. And so he's like, ha, I know the Pope. <laughs> Me and the Pope go way back. <laughs> and he's like, prove it. All right. This is the last, you know, there's no way, you know, he's, he's like, all right. So they, they get in a plane, they fly to the Vatican. And there's like a thousand people and they're all waiting for the Pope to come out, you know, of, of his balcony. And, and Dave's like, wait here. Dave goes out and, you know, he's there. The boss is standing in a crowd and, you know, he's waiting a few minutes and, you know, here comes two guys up, you know, on the balcony coming out. And then all of a sudden, the boss has a heart attack. And so Dave runs back downstairs, and, you know, he goes out into the crowd. He's like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And he's, he says, I was doing fine until the guy next to me said, who's that guy with Dave? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's Dave's awesome. not here, man. <laughs> uh, I like it. That is good. <clears throat> it is a good one. All right, so where do we want to go first? So we've got <clears throat> zombie topics, political topics, and stupid topics. Let's, uh, before we, yeah, hold on, I got one. A joke or a story? No, not a joke. Damn it. Stupid phone. That's why you don't use an iPhone. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> scrub. All right. So for those of you who didn't know, comic fans, uh, the comic book uh, Preacher, the co-creator, Steve Dillon, has died at the age of 54. Steve Dillon, the British comic book artist who co-created Preacher, regarded as a modern comics classic, has died at age 54. His brother, Glenn Dillon, confirmed the news in a tweet this morning, but no further details about the death have been released. 
Dylan was born in 1962 in Luton, England, and got his start in the British comics industry. After working together on DC's comics Hellblazer, Dylan and writer Garth Ennis created Preacher in 1995. They teamed up again for a version of Marvel's The Punisher in 2000. <coughs> Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's television adaptation of Preacher, starring Dominic Cooper, debuted earlier this year on NBC. AMC. I almost said NBC. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Dylan and Anna served as co-executive producers. This summer, the channel renewed Preacher for a second season. Have you guys watched that at all? Yeah. I'm, I think, halfway through the first season. I gotta catch God, up. I'm gonna have to catch up. I liked it. I, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I never watched it. The I... season finale was kind of a <clears throat> like a what the fuck kind of moment. Really? Yeah, it was, huh. it was a trip. It was good though. I liked it. Even the wife. Because when I first, because when I first read this, I thought it was Outsider, <clears throat> or the one you loan me. What the? Oh, f- Outcast. Outcast. Yeah, I thought it was Outcast, but I. No, that's Robert Kirkman. <clears throat> yeah. Then I corrected myself and figured it out after I read this. Anyway, wait. Where was I at? Oh. Rogan tweeted his remembrance of Dylan, calling him my favorite comic artist. So, another one to the Blasphemous Hall of Fame <coughs> that will be missed. Oh, yeah. Dylan was, he did a lot. He did, like, Doctor Who, some of the Doctor Who comics, Judge Dredd. Mm. Um, I mean, he did a ton. I'm just trying to. Blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. Oh, that's a different Dylan. That's, that's Bob, <laughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, and then he did Animal Man, Hellblazer, Preacher. Then for Marvel, did some Punisher, some X-Men, Wolverine Origins. And he kind of did a little bit of everything. Hmm. Yep. Damn it. Moment of silence. There we go. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Now of mine. Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. When when are you gonna have this uploaded? Tomorrow. <clears throat> Walking Dead's gonna be over by the end. You're not gonna have it up tonight, right? I don't know. You're not gonna have it up tonight. There's the possibility, but probably not. Yeah. It'll probably be tomorrow night. Depends how long we yeah. fuck around, right? So we can yeah. go ahead and just spoil the shit out of Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> We should have waited till after The Walking Dead was over. <laughs> yeah. That's tonight. Walking Dead's tonight. Or yes. yesterday for all those people listening when Scrub get this uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <clears throat> Slowpoke. Rick's dead. <laughs> Rick dies. <laughs> Rick dies. They feed him to Carl. And then everybody else dies. The world is just going to explode. Mm-hmm. Be one episode and they end the whole thing. A Boom. comet actually hits the earth and the series is over. <clears throat> Done. <laughs> no, Negan pulls Rick into the into the RV. Mm-hmm. And then once Cuts they're inside... His... No, once they're in there, Donald Trump and Hillary are in there <laughs> making out. <laughs> <laughs> they're like boo-fooing. Huh. But she's boo-fooing him <clears throat> with a big old black ding-dong. 
Um, how about no, Scotty? <laughs> Who do you think gets the uh, Lucille? <clears throat> have you read the spoilers? And yeah, not anything in like the last week. Mm-hmm. I did some of the stuff, you know, throughout the summer, but I've seen a lot of stuff popping up in the last week where yeah. they're claiming shit was leaked and people actually know. Mm-hmm. So I've resisted watching any of that. But what have you seen, Sheriff? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure because I went back and I looked at like how they're lined up. Mm-hmm. So I think Abraham's the one that gets it, mm-hmm. and then um, I've seen different theories about it. But Abraham will be the first, and then I don't know if Glenn's gonna try to go for it. Or something, then he's gonna get taken out too, mm-hmm. and it's gonna end up in a big old tussle <clears throat> before it gets settled back to the part that's in the trailer where Negan gets back in Rick's face and then drags him off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I still think it's Abraham and Glenn. I, yeah, I think you're right, and it's yeah. From everything I read, that's where it points to. That just because I know they don't follow the comics a hundred percent, but that's why I thought it was just Glenn. There are a lot well, of in the comics. Abraham's <clears throat> dead by now. Abraham was the one. But Rick that, also only has one arm by now, right? Right. Well, yeah, the governor did that mm-hmm. way back in the prison. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know, the one hand that really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's not a not crucial. Really. But like everything else, as far as storylines and character development, those two have to die. Like it can't be anybody else. Yeah. Or else it will change the entire course. Because if Glenn doesn't die, Maggie will not become who she becomes in the comics. Yeah. You know, and like, can't be Michonne because she goes on to do her own thing. Yeah. And <clears throat> anybody else is extra, so then it just won't have any impact. So, yeah. Like, nobody really cares if Aaron dies. Right. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I mean, I know everybody Everybody loves Daryl. They're going to riot when he dies. But yeah. <laughs> Daryl's not in the comics, so he really doesn't have any... Kind of leaves um, him safe, though, too. If you think about it. <clears throat> well, I just mean, like, him... Anything that happens to him really doesn't affect any of the storylines. Yeah. Because he's yeah. he shouldn't be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So any of the like long term, you know, story arcs really doesn't matter whether Daryl's there or not. So yeah, him dying would be just more of the shock effect for you know People the TV fans. Darryl. Yeah, but as far like story wise, Daryl wouldn't have wouldn't be that impactful. Mm-hmm. My mom would impactful. fucking kill me if I, she heard me say that. <laughs> We can live without Daryl. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Broncos lost two? <laughs> yeah, they're going to get I was Romo channeling, now. I was yeah. channeling Scrub's mom right there. <laughs> yeah, you don't fuck with her Broncos or Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> or uh, I forget which NASCAR dude she's obsessed with, too. <laughs> That's because it's not important. That's right. It's NASCAR. <laughs> The only reason anybody watches NASCAR is hoping somebody crashes. 
Unless you're super redneck, and then you can just <laughs> get fucking raging boners over that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> no, but on that note of the Broncos, there's oh, rumors that go raging boners. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of raging boners. Speaking of raging boners. Yeah, that raging boner named Tony Romo is rumored to be getting traded to the Broncos. All right. The I know we don't talk sports on this we show. We don't talk but, sports much. But as a lifelong Cowboys fan, and then in the last fucking almost 20 years, they're actually having a good season so far. Mm-hmm. I'm getting excited again. <laughs> and the fucking Raiders are actually doing pretty good, and they might be moving to Vegas. Wow. Impressive. It, it was kind of funny yesterday after I got off work. I don't know if you guys call follow a are you a raiders fan no oh i was gonna say you're not uh, mexican I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not i haven't really picked a team i just kind of you know i just kind of hear stuff here and there i'm not even a dedicated like i'll watch the game if it's on but i'm not like i've got to watch this game or anything yeah. like that but it was kind of funny yesterday after i got off work uh me and the old lady went down to the bar and did you guys follow college football at all absolutely not Not, a little bit yeah not so we we show up at the bar and the bartender is just me the wife and the bartender Mm -hmm. and she's got the utes and ucla game on Mm -hmm. and when we showed up it was tied 35 35 and i can't even remember what quarter it was it was i don't know it was about probably halfway through the game and i'm thinking thinking to myself well yeah, pretty close game. This is pretty evenly matched. Fuck, by the time I showed up there, the second half of that game, this dude, fucking Joe Williams, who I've never fucking heard of, that guy fucking killed that game. Utah ended up <coughs> winning, and this guy was just all over the place. I, can't, I think the final score was 52-38. Utah fucking killed it. And that's why they'll always be better than BYU. <laughs> and that's why BYU because they're not will a never Christian school. The, right. BYU will never get into the fucking whatever Four games, whatever that conference they're trying to. <clears throat> or the, the, the one of the big conferences, Pac-10 or, yeah. Pac-10 or yeah, because yeah. they actually Big Twelve or whatever. Yeah, just the fuck a little bit called. ago, they were trying to get into one of the big conferences, and uh, well, it's just, I have to listen to it at work all the time because you know. Fucking Nick and yeah. a couple other people are obsessed with BYU. Yeah. And so they like take it personally that B- that's just not fair that they don't let BYU into that. Yeah. And I was I was <clears> listening <throat> to something that uh like no, when you discriminate about against people, don't let them into your school. <laughs> they don't want to play football for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was listening to something that was uh when the NCAA told him no, you're not going to be allowed into this big conference mm. or whatever. Like, there was never really... We are not the right people to be talking about college <laughs> there was, sports. Yeah. There was never really a, a big explanation of why. We're playing handball and foot egg. Sports ball. <laughs> but yeah, there was never really a big explanation of why they weren't allowing them in, but all the, like, back talk and... Uh, kind of speculation was because of their stance on like LBGT mm-hmm. all that shit so 
Yeah. That's why they want to let them in. It is, because it's all part of, you know, the other schools coming to play at their stadiums. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know how everybody at this school feels about gays and trans, you know, all them. Yeah. So it's like anybody from that school is not going to want to go there. Yeah. I don't know why anybody wants to business decision. <laughs> exactly. It all comes down to money. Yep. <laughs> so maybe if they would, you know, loosen their stance on the, you know, maybe if they weren't a Mormon school, yeah, <laughs> loosen up and pay a few taxes, then maybe they could be a part of things. <laughs> They're a hell of a cult. You know, I'll give them that. The Mormons are a hell of a cult. <laughs> Worldwide. You know, I, I think... So many Mormon girls on Tinder. <laughs> you have to weed through them. And some of them are kind of hard to judge. You know, a lot of them will just put it in their status. But, you know, you got like, to look at their pictures and be like, okay. You don't understand what this is for. the temple. <laughs> Well, you just wonder which ones, like, got confused and thought they were on Christian Mingle. Or right. Plenty of Fish. Or the <laughs> grinder, the dirty ones that kind of try to play both sides of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good girl, but I'll suck your dick. <laughs> That's fine. That's penetration, right? Wear your garments. Yeah, fine. Anal's not sex. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Bob's loophole. That's what <laughs> I was just <laughs> trying to <Bob's> loophole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. <laughs> the poop hole loophole. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit of Walking Dead already. Mm-hmm. So should we go into this top 10 list we've got? Yeah, go ahead. So this will be our second installment <laughs> of our fucked up top 10. So this one is top 10 horrifying real theories about zombies. Now, I wonder if that's the actual definition of theories or if they mean hypothesis. <laughs> Hypotheses. So number 10, best place to wait out an outbreak. I'm going to the mountains. <clears throat> well, that's what the picture is. <laughs> you oh, cheated. <laughs> According to a study from Cornell University... If you're in the United States and there's a zombie outbreak, the best place to go is the Rocky Mountains. Using Oh, that's good. We're close. <laughs> using disease modeling, John they Denver's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they tracked how a zombie outbreak may go if the virus was passed via bites. Like getting bit. Mm. Not like megabytes. That'd be weird. <laughs> Gigabytes? <laughs> I'm infected. I need a new hard drive. Their I models... can't put down iTunes. <laughs> Their models found that the spread would slow down when it reached less populated areas and would take months to get into mountainous areas. On the other end of the spectrum, the worst place to be in America is central Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's densely populated and close to large cities like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, and Baltimore, where massive swarms would form and might all converge on might places all. like Scranton, poor, poor Dr- Dwight Schrute. <laughs> poor, poor. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you aren't in the United States, 
when the zombie apocalypse happens. The same logic applies. You should get to the mountains. Interesting in the, interestingly enough, though, if everyone is heading there, the population could increase. That helps the virus spread, so maybe we're screwed no matter what happens. <laughs> I'll take the next one. Okay. Uh, number nine. Daddy. <laughs> Have another visitor. You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, the Pentagon has already planned for a zombie outbreak. Their program, called CONOP 8888, are exercises on how to quash a zombie uprising. The exercise is pretty thorough, with preparations for eight different types of zombies. Ooh. The first... First is pathogenic zombies, caused by infectious agents like in World War Z. Next is radiation zombies. These were turned into zombies because of exposure to radiation particles or some nuclear disaster. The third type is evil magic zombies, which are caused by a curse or something involving the occult. Next is space zombies, which are caused by spores or toxins that come from space. Ooh, I like that one. After this is weaponized zombies, which are the result of a biologically engineered virus. Fifth is a symbiont-induced zombie, which is something that attaches to its host and controls them, but can be removed. Think of a invasion of the body snatchers. Snatch. Snatch. <laughs> snatch. The seventh type of zombie is a vegetarian zombie. What? Weak. <laughs> These aren't interested in humans for food. They want vegetation. In fact, in the report, it notes that the zombies say grains instead of brains. Oh, that's a funny joke, Dad. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> the problem with them is they're actually oh, not zombies. They're pussies. <laughs> Vegan um, zombies. I hate to break it to you, but... When you moved into my seat, you stepped on the pedal and you oh, changed what? the channel. <laughs> so it probably went into distortion mode. So probably that whole time, that last minute or whatever has probably been. Ah! Can you hear it? Let's rewind and hear it. Rewind it. All right. Here. Here let's Hold take on it. a sec. <laughs> we'll leave some of this for you. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Hey, it's Zombie from the Heathen Half Hour. You know what's better than going to church? Drinking beer, listening to Strings Label Radio, and, oh yeah, pretty much everything else you can think of. this shit now. Kill, 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 kill,
You're still with us. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Fuck the top ten. <laughs> we should read each one in a different effect. I don't know if it'll be effective. <laughs> this Other is rapidly than... becoming counterproductive. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> now we're doing the speech jammer unintentionally. <laughs> How loud is my crunching? Pretty loud. That's great. It's worse than clinking ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm done playing now. All right. <laughs> For a minute. Where right. were we? I think I was bitching about the vegetarian zombies. Yeah, grains. Grains. Grains, yeah. Dad All joke. right. The problem with them <laughs> is. Where'd you go? God damn it. You moved it on me. I can't read either. The problem with them is that they're actually <laughs> with them is that they are devastating to crops. Weak. Vegan zombies. Finally, there's the chicken zombie, which is actually a real zombie problem. It happens when old hens haven't been properly euthanized and they dig themselves out the graves. Huh. That's awesome. Pentagon says these are merely training exercises and are metaphors for other problems employees could encounter. I like that they call them employees. <laughs> However, they didn't say the solutions to the exercise couldn't be used in the case of a zombie outbreak. This one might be a little more <clears throat> realistic. Sheriff? <clears throat> Just don't yank on the cords. Disrupting the brainwaves. One of the most unique twists in the zombie genre was the one employed by Stephen King in his 2006 novel Cell, which was made into a regrettable movie in 2016. Which one was it? I don't know. Is there a movie called The Cell that I haven't seen yet? Well, there was The Cell with Jennifer Lopez, but... I don't think that... Yeah, that was in... The zombies in King's story is that everyone in the world's cell phone rings at the same time. It sends a signal into the brains of anyone who answers it. This transmission disrupts their brainwaves, increasing the feelings of rage and causing anyone to hear the transmission to turn into homicidal maniacs. Amazingly, according to research, cell phone signals altering brainwaves isn't just fiction. It may actually already be happening. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> One study found that signals from phones caused insomnia for people when a phone was turned on near their head. In another study, they found cell phones increased brain activity when an activated phone was placed near their head. While we admit there's a huge jump from insomnia to zombie zombism, if there was a transmission that somehow altered the limbic system of the brain, like a cell-like scenario might be possible. The limbic system is where things like emotions and adrenaline are stored. If the transmission were to alter the waves so that it increased the listener's rage and amped up the adrenaline, then, well, it would make the purge look like a church service. Hell yeah. What in the great glorified fuck is this? <laughs> 
haven't seen this kind of fucking bedlam <laughs> since we shot Roman candles at coyotes and caught one right in the butthole. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Number seven on the list, how to deal with an outbreak. Guns, guns, guns. <laughs> the world's first mathematical model for surviving a zombie attack comes from the great, amazing, and outstanding Carleton University. <clears throat> and the not as great University of Ottawa. <laughs> er, <laughs> there's no authorial bias. In that Canadian we school, swear. eh? <laughs> <laughs> Their model took a took a look at what would happen if infectious reanimated corpse zombies, like in The Walking Dead, started rising from their graves in cities around the world and infected people. They said that within three days, in a city of 500,000, over half the population would be infected. The key would be to deal with the outbreak as quickly as possible. Aggressive quarantines and developing a cure may work, but the chances aren't good. Instead, their model suggests a solution that is taken in a lot of movies, wiping them out. As they said in their paper, hit them hard and hit them fast. Wow. Well. So when you don't think the government could ra- round us up quick enough anyway and just <clears throat> take care of it? They could Dude, try. They could try. <laughs> but this is America. We got guns. Woo! Yep. <laughs> they ain't taking my house. Yeah, fuck y'all. Oh, y'all. y'all Confederacy like will ride again. <laughs> All right, this theory or hypotheses. How does a zombie brain work? The brain is the most the brain is the most important organ for a zombie. Without it, or if it's too severely damaged, the zombie dies. However, zombies clearly don't have control over their whole brain. Or they wouldn't act like, well, you know, zombies. This sparked the curiosity of two neuroscientists, one from the University of California, San Diego, and another from Carnegie Mellon University. They wanted to know what parts of the brain zombies need in order to function. In their diagnosis, diagnoses, called Do Zombies Dream of Undead Sheep? They decided that slow moving... (laughs) Clever, even. That's like a children's book. Yeah. (laughs) They decided that slow moving zombies, like in the original Dawn of the Dead and The Walking Dead, seemed to have a problem with their cerebellum. That's the region at the back of the head that helps with the coordinating movements. All zombies, both fast and slow, seem to lack a working memory. They have no social skills, they can't plan attacks, and they have no cognitive control. Without cognitive control, they can't delay their gratification. Which is, you know, jerking off. And always want to eat human flesh. All of, all of this would suggest that there is something wrong with the frontal lobe. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. We're learning lots here. Yeah. Science! (laughs) Bitch. Zombie decay. When it comes to decay, there are two problems with the depictions of reanimated corpses. In many TV shows and movies, the first is rigor mortis. At least four hours after death, the body releases lactic acid, which makes the whole body go rigid. And my cock. 
Essentially, <laughs> it causes a full body cramp, so freshly dead zombies wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> the second problem is that often you see zombies with milky white eyes, but when the body decays, the first thing to go is the eyes. So if there was a zombie outbreak, chances are older zombies would be eyeless. As for the rest of the body, decay starts within 24 hours of death. Depending on the environment where the zombie is located, the decay may be rapid or slow. However, in general, within three days, the whole body would be showing decay. Within a few weeks, everything in the body except for the bones liquefies. The body fills with gas, the skin becomes sallow, and the body bloats. And when it gets too full, the gas and liquid starts to seep out of the orifices. Ew! <laughs> Ligaments soon begin to give way, so limbs fall off. Within two or three years, the zombie would be nothing but parts of a skeleton. One interesting thing to note is that we mentioned in the, env the environment plays a big factor in decaying zombies. While The Walking Dead takes place in Georgia, bodies would definitely decay fast there because of the heat hum and humidity. So maybe if all the characters in The Walking Dead just chilled for a few years in the mountains instead of beating each other to death with barbed wire wrapped bats in Georgia, they might survive the zombie apocalypse. Move to Canada, eh? It's cold there. Yeah, the walkers will just freeze, eh? Yeah, zombies ain't so bad. <coughs> we'll oh, have yeah. walker pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Walker Pops. I love it. <laughs> That'll be our next t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> number four, zombies wouldn't eat brains. If a zombie were to talk, it would. what would it say? Brains is probably the first thing that pops into your head. Thanks, George A. Romero. <laughs> I still revert back to Simpsons. <laughs> brains. <laughs> and they grab Homer and... Thump, 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 thump. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> this zombie trope comes from the 1985 zombie classic, The Return of the Living Dead, where the Walking Dead munch, not the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead munch on the brains of their victims. In reality, if zombies needed to feed off the brains of people, there's a good chance that they'd starve, mainly because unless... The head was smashed open. There's no way the zombie would be able to bite through someone's skull. The problem is humans' mouths are too flat and weak to get any decent bite strength. For greater bite strength, having a long mouth like an alligator or a fox is much more <laughs> advantageous. <laughs> advantageous. <laughs> I'm having a hard time reading this. For example, an adult alligator has a bite strength of 9,000 pounds of force, and a 15-pound fox has a bite strength of 532. That's not that much if you really think about it. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. As for humans, well, we have about 300, so definitely not enough to break through a skull. That takes about 1,100 pounds of force just to fracture it, let alone break it open to get to the brains inside. Huh. Sweet, sweet brain juice. <laughs> That's why you should wear a helmet on a motorcycle, folks. <clears throat> Scoop your brain out with the goddamn soup ladle. <laughs> Prions. Is that, is that what that word is? Prions? Mm-hmm. According to Stephen C. Schlotzman. And Schlongman. Schlongman? <laughs> I'm going to call him Schlongman. Long Schlongman. <laughs> Long dong Schlongman. According to Dr. Schlongman, an assistant professor, 
You're not even wearing the headphones. I know. An assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard University and author of Zombie Autopsies. The most likely way people could be turned into zombies is a protein called... That is a big word. Proteinaceous. Proteinaceous? Proteinaceous. Proteinaceous D. Infectious particle. (laughs) I've only got a high school education, people. (laughs) Or simply known as a prion. Unlike viruses, prions aren't alive and are almost impossible to destroy. Also, there's no cure for the diseases they cause. The first recorded instance of a prion-related disease was in Papua New Guinea in the 1950s. Members of a native tribe had developed a disorder with uncontrollable (coughs) tremors and fits of laughter. I'd rather pop a Smurf than a New Guinea. (laughs) I'd rather pop a Chubby. (laughs) The disease was linked to the tribe's history of cannibalism. This episode will be called Zombie Dad Jokes. (laughs) Zombie Dad Jokes. Another notable instance of a prion disease making the headlines happened in the 1990s. That was mad cow disease, and it was a hu- and its human variation called Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease. Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease causes the infected to to develop holes in the brain, which leads to memory loss, anxiety, personality change, and sudden jerky movements, which is the same thing as ecstasy. <laughs> Among other symptoms, that's not in the article. <laughs> it also results in a death within true. a year of infection. <laughs> Supposedly, these diseases made it look like the brains of the infected had suffered a shotgun blast. Damn. If a prion somehow attached to a virus that attacked the frontal lobe and cerebellum, it may make the infected walk and talk like a zombie. The most ideal viruses that prions could attach themselves to are herpes, West Nile, encephalitis, in which the inflammation of the brain, which, which is the inflammation, inflammation of, of the brain's, brain's casing. casing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the problem is that after the infection, the prion could possibly put the person into a coma. So you need to add sodium bicarbonate to the mix. That would induce metabolic alic. Alkalosis. Alkalosis. Mm-hmm. Which could, sound it yeah, out. that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, reasonable science. <laughs> which could raise the body's pH level and limit the spread of the prion <clears throat> just enough so the brain works. But the infected is essentially a mindless zombie. <clears throat> God, this is rough. <laughs> fungus. You got the next one, Sheriff. Oh, the fungus among us. Ooh, good save. Good save. (laughs) My Jedi reflexes. (laughs) All right. Like a panther. The fun guy. I am a fun guy. One of the most critically acclaimed and beloved video games in recent memory is The Last of Us. In the survival game, a mutant cordyceps fungus turns people into cannibalistic zombies called clickers. After surviving for a while, the clickers seek out a warm place where they die and release spores. This further spreads the disease. While the game is known for its story and gameplay, it also has one of the most plausible zombie stories because cordyceps fungus is a real thing that turns insects and other fungi into zombies. There are thousands of different types of cordyceps fungi, and each of them specifically infect one species. 
After an insect is infected, out of its body, a sporocarp begins to grow. A sporocarp is a cone-shaped biological structure that is produced by fungi, and in the case of cordyceps fungi, it grows about an inch or two tall within three weeks. When it gets too big, it bursts and emits poisonous spores, which kills any insect near it. The spores are very powerful. One infected ant could wipe out an entire colony. In fact, when an ant does get infected, other carrier ants... Another ant carries the infected ant far away, effectively quarantining it. And this one's this one's the the best one so far. <coughs> this is what you guys already have. <laughs> <laughs> the rage virus. <laughs> ah, I was gonna do a whole yeah, way to ruin it, Baldo. Sorry. Spoilers. Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead, do it. Go ahead, do it. No, now the moment. Come on. Go- the moment's gone. No, it's not. Only if you ruin it. Number one on the list. Of top ten horrifying real theories about zombies, the rage virus. <laughs> dun dun dun. That was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of a dun dun dun, it's a wah wah wah. <laughs> all right, one of the most influential zombie movies of all time is Twenty Eight Days Later. It introduced a fast zombie that was the result of a virus increasing the rage in people to uncontrollable levels. It's like the road construction in Utah. (laughs) As terrifying as it was on screen, according to Dr. Samita Andriansky, a virologist at the University of Miami's Miller School of Medicine, University of Miami's Miller School of Medicine, Hmm. That's fun to say. Yeah. Is that where... Put that on a resume. (laughs) By mixing several mutated viruses, it would be possible to create a rage virus in real life. At the heart of the theoretical rage virus is rabies. Currently, rabies isn't a great zombie virus because the symptoms, which include anxiety, confusion, hallucinations, and paralysis don't appear until a week to a year after infection. However, if the virus mutated so the symptoms came on earlier, it would be more effective as a rage virus. Next, to ramp up the effects of rabies and increase the rage, Andriansky says that if you were to add in elements elements from measles, it would alter the personality of the infected. A third virus that would help is encephalitis, which would cause a fever that would increase the aggression. What about elephantitis? What about gonorrhea? That'd slow you down. (laughs) What about gonorrhea? It'd just hurt when you pee? I think so, and then you just wouldn't want to go anywhere. It'd be like having kidney stones or something. You're really pissed at your wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna beat it like it owes me money. So if anybody actually, like, came close to you, then you'd be like, fuck, I'll kill you. (laughs) But you're not going to go out looking for anybody to fight. (laughs) Finally, if all of this was mixed with something highly contagious and airborne, like the flu, then it could be absolutely devastating to humanity. This combination could create a virus similar to the one in 28 Days Later. Only since it'd be airborne, it'd be far more devastating given how much more contagious it'd be. The good news is that this could never happen naturally. However, we should point out that the rage virus in 28 days later didn't develop naturally either. 
True that. All right. And yeah, I don't really care who wrote this article, so I'm not say, even going to write I was going to say, you go, you read that, and I go back to uh, Dustin Hoffman <coughs> fucking outbreak. Mon- fucking monkeys, man. Yeah, the monkeys. Yeah. The monkeys will make us zombies. <laughs> Is anybody else like looking and then, forward to the zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I just want to brain somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got certain somebodies. <laughs> oh, I thought they were a zombie. Oh. Was he a zombie? Whoops. Yes. <laughs> Dad, you shot the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie? <laughs> oh. You know, I recorded this year's Treehouse of Horror, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, shit, it was already on? Yep. Damn it. It was last Sunday. I didn't even, I didn't even know it. Like, they were playing a bunch of old ones. Mm. And then I happened to glance at the guide and see that it was... Damn it. 2016. I'll have to use my internet box and watch all of them. Your magic box? The magic box. Lieutenant Dan, (laughs) got magic legs. (laughs) Sheriff's got magic box. (laughs) It shows him TV shows (laughs) that have already been on the air. Yeah, I I don't know. Makes you wonder how people would actually react if that really mm-hmm. happened. Well, I've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, pe- like society in general. In general, yeah. I like, think. Do I you think, think it would be like in the movies, and it would just be just mass chaos, dude? People, or are, do you think people, people are such sheep that all yeah, you know? I think, I think it would hit. And nobody would know what the fuck was going on, and so they'd just be decimated first. And yeah. Anybody without a plan is just... Because even yeah. if something like that does happen, they're not going to tell you about it. Yeah. They're going to say, everything's fine, just stay in your house. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. Lock your windows. They be raping. <laughs> they be raping everybody out there. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not... biting everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they're not going to say. They don't want you to know. They don't want you to... No one, you know, hey, shit is going bad right now. Yeah. Really south right now. But I guess it's kind of different for us, like where we are in mm-hmm. more of a rural area now. Yeah. I think communities would kind of <sighs> band together a little better. Probably. You'd probably still you have more those... places to go, too. Yeah. I think there'd still be those fucks that would just try to go and ransack everybody. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would wait a little while, and then I would break into an Amazon warehouse because <laughs> they have fucking everything there. Yeah, and, it, and it, it, you could you could break into one and then fortify it. And My first stop, I forever. would go straight to Sam's Club. I was thinking Sam's Club and I'd Smith and Edwards. Smith and Edwards. <laughs> yeah, Smith, Smith and, and Edwards. Edwards. I could just lock myself in Smith and Edwards and be like, okay, yeah. for probably two, three years. Yeah. There'd probably be three other people in there, too, that you wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> then one day after a year, I'd run into somebody. Hey, what are you doing? Camping. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> How long you been here? Eight months. <laughs> Fuck yeah. me, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. My father-in-law, he's all into that doomsday shit, and so... He kind of spooked me a little bit, so, like, we started doing, like, 
a little bit of food supply. You got your seven year ammo. food supply. No, we don't have seven years. <laughs> what is it? What is the Mormon? Uh, Seventy two hour seven, kit. No, 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 no. The Mormons, the Mormons are into a lot more. I've got like a seventy two hour kit. Mm-hmm. Mormons have like a. I think it's like three years. I think it's food supposed, supply. It's like three months. Three months. Three months. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. So we've got a little bit of shit saved up. The, the one don't thing. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> the one thing he fucking sold me on was like cereal. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> He's like, you need ammo. ammo. You need to have ammo. And I've got like, I don't know. I've got quite a bit that I've been sitting on. I made a couple of pretty big purchases and <clears throat> I don't know. It kind of makes me laugh because like I sit and look at it and it's like, well, this is kind of useless now. <laughs> But I'm praying for zombies. Because right. then it won't be. <laughs> Who are you praying to? Then I may not have enough. Science. <laughs> You're hoping science causes a zombie. Yeah. Cordyceps. <laughs> Prions. <laughs> you heard him. <laughs> University of Stanton. Cannabis. Ottawa. <laughs> Actually, the most I got out of that top ten list was, I want you to convert to Judaism, because I want you to say more words with <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yakub! <laughs> disease. That's almost like my Christian name. <laughs> Sounds cooler if you say it that way. Baldo doesn't have any <laughs> sounds in it. Baldo. <laughs> Baldo. Huge nuts. <laughs> Baldo the huge nuts. Huge nuts. <laughs> Huge nuts. Hugging nuts. <laughs> Hugo Bald Nuts. <laughs> That's my porno name. <laughs> Your alter ego. <laughs> He's my alter ego and he has a huge dick. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Humongous. Humongous. <laughs> What's your porno name? Colonel Lingus. <laughs> Colonel Lingus. Salute me, motherfucker. Haywood, <laughs> you blow me. <laughs> Why wouldn't you blow me? Haywood. Haywood, you blow me. Haywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little early in the day to be drinking that high out. The high of a the high yeah, Oh, is. come on. We usually do this at like nine in the morning. You made us wait till two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could have done it at nine, but it wouldn't be more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I was just dicking around. I was having a ball. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. <laughs> I gotta go back to work tomorrow, so I'm trying to enjoy my last day off. Yeah, me too. Uh See, so uh, you guys all ready for Halloween? I don't see why not. What? You got to go back? Yeah, I got to go back. Got to go do your check-in? Yeah, do my check-in. I'm doing a wedding. And then flying back home. Mm. Nice. I think we should try to coordinate. Stop doing that. (laughs) I think we should coordinate a wedding that we could do as a podcast wedding. Yeah. And have all three of us officiate. That yeah. would be awesome. Uh, I think it'd be great. 
Before I do that, I need like a really killer like Doctor Who costume though. <laughs> or we're gonna dress up. It's gonna be like Comic Con. No, I just want a badass suit and a trench coat. Oh. <laughs> then I look official. Like a nineteen fifties detective. Well, I've done a ceremony in a t shirt and flip flops, so <laughs> Well, it's almost winter. <clears throat> it is getting cold. Yeah, I put I didn't the, say we had to do it soon. I put the flip flops away. <clears throat> yes, very much so. We need to look and see if there's like an internet registry for Yeah. For people that want non religious wedding ceremonies. I don't know. It just seemed to come to me. Yeah. I don't know how how it works for you, Sheriff, but I, I got I quit getting phone calls finally, you know. I know sure telling people no, I don't do that anymore. Rarely. <clears throat> I need to, and it was it sucked because I just, you know, you don't want to do it because you might have something else planned, and then they beg and beg and beg, and it's like, uh, no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then finally, you're like, fine, you know, and you don't yeah. really want to be there anyway, and it's not like special. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I need to quit doing it for just like regular jagoffs mm-hmm. that. Oh hey, here you can do this. Yeah, which. Sometimes it's turned out pretty cool, but most of the time it's not. Right. Because the whole reason I started doing it was because I wanted to do it for people that didn't want a religious ceremony right. and people like that I knew. Yeah. And I have no problem doing it for friends, you know. Yeah. You know, friends are fine. No problem. But it's, you know, the friends of the friends of the friends that you have no idea who they are. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Clear up here. Yeah. In Western never, Idaho. Yeah, it's never in like you know, it's never around the block or, you know, in town. It's it's always some random ass fucking Yeah. Hole in the wall that you gotta drive three hours to. <laughs> and yeah. you're gonna make fifty bucks in a six yeah. pack of beer or something. No, I yeah, I never charge money. <laughs> I, I always charge just charge money. beer. Yep. Well, that's why your name gets around. You're cheap. <laughs> yeah. How much is it? I am the whore of weddings. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. I, Because I kind of felt bad even charging money. There was one I did charge money for, and it was because I had to leave early on a day that I was supposed to work, and it was my overtime day. Mm. So I'm like, well, pay for my gas. What I would have made it work. What I would have made it work. Pay me that. And... I thought they'd tell me, fuck you, but they totally did it. Because they were willing to pay some guy that's, like, actually a pastor. Yeah. They were willing to pay him, like, half what I charged him. Or, Mm -hmm. sorry, take that back. Double. Double. Yeah, double. Half, double. It's all the same. Half, double. It's relative. He makes more than I do, apparently, and he's a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I thought pastor, I mean, I don't know how it works, but I thought if you're... uh, In the flock. Yeah, uh, some type of clergy that, like, that's just part of the job. I guess it depends on the clergy. Yeah. I don't know how it works. And it may be just a donation to the church, who knows? It might Mm -hmm. be, yeah. I know if you ask a judge to do it, they get paid, right? I think. They're on salary. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if you, like, have the judge come to, like, Oh, yeah. Like, if they go to, like, a reception center or something like that and do it, then... 
I think you got to yeah. pay them. This one I'm doing in, in Texas <clears throat> is at 2 o'clock in the morning. What? Um, 2 o'clock in yeah, the morning? On, on the 31st, they wanted a Halloween wedding. But they wanted it at true midnight. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so from midnight to 2 in the morning. And then they're... There better be a blood sacrifice <laughs> involved right. in that. Mm-hmm. I might a blood one, orgy. I might put one into the <laughs> into the ceremony, a blood sacrifice. Just cut yourself and yeah. just like wipe it on their faces. <laughs> slice sacrifice your dog. Yeah. No, just slice your hand open, put your hands together, and do like some half assed prayer and then touch their faces. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just do it with blood packets and make them think and then just freak Catch the up. fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to work on this. Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's great. All right, I got one for you. <clears throat> yeah? Yep. Yeah, I think I think for Halloween I'm going to get drunk and go to a haunted house. I think for Halloween I'm going to do shit and I'm going to go to work. Because <laughs> that's how my schedule fell. So, fuck you guys. You know what? I haven't been excited as excited for Halloween this year as I usually am. Because usually I start like all the horror shows that come on Netflix and shit. Mm-hmm. I get really excited about. Fuck, I haven't watched Hellraiser once this year. You're an adult now. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I watched Don't Breathe. That's a new one out. Huh. Oh, is that the one with the blind guy? Yeah, yeah I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I haven't all seen right. that. Yeah. If you want to watch teenagers get chased through a house for two hours. Again? Pretty much. (laughs) But this time it's by a blind guy. How many different ways can they do that? I know. I was going to say, it's like every show that's on the CW. It's like, I've already seen this. This is the same fucking story. Just different names, different characters. Nuh-uh, not Arrow. Shut up. It is two. (laughs) Not Flash. Fuck off. My wife's been watching Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, oh lord. I'm like, my god, this is the same shit you've been watching for fucking years. This is the same story, basically. You know, you got so and so, and you got so and so, and there you got you. Know. You got One this Tree Hill shit. leads right into Vampire Diaries, right into <laughs> True Blood, right into Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's the same garbage. <laughs> I tell her that, and she gets pissed. She's like, well, I watch your dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. You sit and play Candy Crush on your phone. <laughs> yeah, my wife, she tried, because she likes scary stuff. Yeah. But she's also more, we'll just say more spiritual than I am. So she likes to record all those, you know, uh, like the real-life haunting shows where it's like the reenactment. Oh, yeah. Like what American Horror Story is right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She recorded a handful of them the other night, and she's like, let's watch one of these. I'm like, go the fuck ahead. I'm going to do work. (laughs) I'm going to do work, which means I'm going to sit and edit my music video. (laughs) Exactly. Either that or just watch Doctor Who on my phone. Okay, what do you got for us? All right. 
So everybody's probably seen at one point in time there was news stories about chicks selling their virginity on eBay. Well, this bitch, she got a fucking right. She went to an actual, basically, pimp. So I'll just... Let's see. This is off CNN. Boo. And the article... <laughs> Boo! Clinton News Network, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> so anyway, this article is called Why She Put a Price on Her Virginity. At one of Nevada's most infamous legal brothels, a 20-year-old woman recently signed up for work, but not to have sex. Instead, Catherine Stone, who dreams of one day becoming a lawyer, because this will really help that, planned to sell something other women working at the bordello could not offer, her virginity. Like the brothels themselves, Stone Choice has been controversial, particularly for those who believe a woman's virginity should only be shared for love. That's basically above Christian, among Christians. But in Stone's eyes, that's exactly what she's doing. I love my family. In 2014, Stone's family home in Seattle, Washington was destroyed by a fire. Without insurance, Stone and her family found themselves forced to remain the scorched God property. God knew what she was going to plan to do, so he preemptively struck. Yeah. <laughs> then came the day when she noticed an ad on Facebook, and I found, in quotes, I found out all about the brothels and the money, Stone says. It made me think, wow, it's a chance at fixing all that I need to fix. While prostitution is practiced across the United States, Nevada is the only state where it's a legal activity. Any Nevada county with a population below 700,000 can host a brothel, and as of 2015, there were 19 brothels operating in the state. Brothel Tycoon... They even got a tycoon. Mm -hmm. Dennis Hoff owns seven of Nevada's legal bordellos, and that's who Stone turned to last year for help. Hoff, who says he receives two to three similar requests a week, agreed to sell Stone's one-time service with the understanding that he'll take a 50% cut from the profits of the final bid. In an effort to salvage her family's damaged home, Stone packed her bags and left home for the first time to live at one of Hoff's brothels. In quotes, People say you are supposed to do it for love. Stone says of the cultural ideals around losing one's virginity. But if you think about it, I am doing it because I love my family. Like the brothels themselves, Stone's decision has been controversial. I read an article about myself online that made me cry. Stone recalls, it was, it was a Christian lady. She said I had no self-respect, which I disagree with completely. I mean, I obviously value myself at like $400,000. At the moment, Stone says her virginity bid is a little over 400000 and she's still waiting to accept an offer. I'm waiting for a man who I feel a connection with so that the experience can be special for both of us, she says. It's really not just about the money. While she waits, Stone is still contracted by Dennis Hoff to legally provide services to gentlemen who are seeking experiences. Other than intercourse, she says, I have done small, simple parties, massage parties, stuff that has been very PG-13. My first experience I had here was the scariest one. It was all really new. So she's probably doing rubbing tugs. Right. <laughs> Even after her virginity is auctioned, Stone says she has no intentions of leaving the ranch. 
I anticipate to continue working at the ranch for the next five years. <laughs> I plan to go to law school in the future. So she's going to suck her way clear through school, which is totally fine. Go ahead. It's either that or Hooters. <laughs> Hoff himself has been heavily criticized, with some lambasting him for exploiting women in need. The businessman and reality TV personality employs over 500 women at his ranches in Nevada, with roughly 30 working every weeknight at the famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch. I'm going there one day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, That's buddy. on Sheriff's bucket list. <laughs> As for Stone's contract, <clears throat> it's controversial. There is not any question about that, Hoff says. But he continues, it's her choice. I don't think it's a good idea for a girl to drink six tequilas and lose her virginity on the bathroom floor in a frat house. If she wants to sell it, I think that's great. If that sounds like something a pimp would say, Hoff would disagree. In the strictest sense, I am a pimp, he says. I am a guy that brings customers to a girl. The difference is, I have a license. Stone would argue she has the same. I have the right to choose what I do with my body. And in, and in this troubling economy... Who would blame me? My body! I do what I want! <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> well, that's just fantastic. That's fantastic. I love it. That is a step in the right direction for feminism. <laughs> <laughs> would the Democratic nominee <clears throat> approve of this? <laughs> hey, as long as you're getting a good deal. Mm-hmm. And it's fair for everybody. I was going to say 400000 That's Yikes. That's what it's up to now. And like I showed you guys the pictures, she's not really a looker. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather take some, you know, fake plastic bitch that already knows what the fuck she's doing and just go ahead and pay for that. Probably spend 50, 50 bucks on that. All right, I got to pee. You're highballing that one. <laughs> She still has her own teeth. <laughs> Hell, they really don't even have to be hers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that took an odd turn. Oh, I had one news article that I found this morning I thought was pretty funny. If it'll fucking load now. Are you kidding me? Your internet sucks. Yes, it does. Damn kids. Damn kids and their online MMORPGs. And... Oh, come on. I hope everybody can hear Baldo peeing right now. Right. <laughs> I had to crank up the gain just so we can pick that up. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so basically this, there was a couple... In California, that was out taking their like engagement photos, like for their wedding invitations and stuff. Right. So they're out in the woods doing this photo shoot, and they stumble upon some guys sitting over at the little, you know, bench area or whatever, just blasting black metal, and they were in full dress up. Mm -hmm. That so. They stumbled upon an actual black metal band in a forest. <laughs> so then they 
they thought it would be cool as hell, so they went and talked to them, and then they actually took their wedding pictures with this black metal band, like, standing yeah. around them. It's pretty epic. Because you got the cute couple standing in the middle, and then these fucking corpse-painted <laughs> leather and spike-looking dudes standing around them in a dark forest. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> See, this is a wedding that we need to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll hurry and re cool. read the thing real quick. Sometimes it's really hard to separate fact from fiction on the Internet, and when I stumbled upon this story titled Couple Encounters a Black Metal Band in the Woods, <laughs> I thought, wow. Hard Times really knocked it out of the park with their great satirical piece. <laughs> then I looked into it and saw that it was actually originally posted from ABC News. <laughs> <clears throat> so the couple was planning a photo shoot in the woods of Jim Canyon, California for their engagement. And incidentally, their names are John Awesome and Nydia Hernandez. So the future Mr. and Mrs. Awesome are in the woods <laughs> and suddenly they encounter a rising black metal band, Cold Void. Awesome tells ABC News that while they were shooting, they noticed a few guys with some corpse paint makeup sitting at a nearby bench blaring out some black metal music. What was the name of the band? Cold Void. Cold Void. I'm going to look them up on YouTube. It's one quick. word. Okay. <laughs> and they thought it would be funny to get them part of their engagement shoot said that the band was happy to accept and noted noted they were super nice people. <laughs> so, let's see. And then ABC News wrote perhaps the two most metal paragraphs in the news organization's many years of existence. Dressed in head-to-toe black clothing with lots of leather and spikes, Cold Void even had creepy props with them, including a candelabrum, Nails and swords, which definitely made for interesting engagement pictures when they crashed the background of the lovebirds' sweet poses. They gave us a copy of their demo <clears throat> and was the perfect eerie soundtrack for the drive out of the woods. It was a perfect spontaneous finale to our photo shoot. We couldn't have planned it better. The couple planned to marry in the fall of next year, and when asked how they could possibly top this photo shoot, they joked... If this band ends up crashing our wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is probably them. I don't know for sure. But this is Cold Void's promotional video by Black Metal Knights. This sounds black metal. Sounds like a garage. Actually, I think they just put the microphone inside of a like an old aluminum garbage can. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they got the dress though. They dress like a yeah fucking black metal band. That's Why cool. can't I find stuff like that? Because <laughs> you live in Utah. Ever in the woods, they just stumble upon hippies and oh hey, what's up, man? Deer shit. <laughs> Huh. Oh, and then uh, I really don't have my own rage this week, mm -hmm. but this article, this other one that I found was perfect. And it was, when I read it, I just thought, 
That's something that we would do. And, of course, it's not going to fucking load up, so I'm going to have to summarize here. So, there's this guy was in line at a... I can't remember if it was Burger King or McDonald's. But he's in line, and I guess the lady behind him just had this little kid that was out of control, screaming and kicking, and she was like your typical modern parent that just, like, ignored him. Yeah. And then she'd kind of turn around and try to, you know... Calm him. Calm him down, and then, like, was promising him... Just wait, just wait. All this stuff, and just... Totally trying to get this kid to quit Mom! Cheeseburger! Give me a fucking cheeseburger! <laughs> well, I guess the kid was freaking out that he wanted pie. And so, like, I guess the guy at one point had turned around and said something to her about, like, you need to take care of your kid. Mm. So then she went off on the dude. Like, Don't tell me how to raise my kid. Blah, blah. <laughs> so then it was his turn to order. He ordered every pie they had. <laughs> so then as he, he got his food and he walked away and he stood by the door and just waited. Then that lady ordered and could just hear, what do you mean all your pies? Who? <laughs> the black metal so guy the standing lady... by the door. <laughs> so then like the lady looked at him and started yelling in at him. So then he just proceeded to take a pie out of the bag and just start to sit there and eat it in front of her <laughs> and then walked off. <laughs> like, that's what I, I'm going to do that to somebody. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a rage this week either, but I do have one thing to say that could be considered a rage. You find a place of employment, dedicate yourself to it, work hard, be loyal, you'll still get fucked over. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yep. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> We've got a lot of Forrest Gump references this week. If you're at a four-way stop and it's your turn to go, don't fucking wave me through. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I start to pull out because you've waved me through, don't, don't go. <laughs> and then when I stop and you stop, just fucking go. Just keep going. It don't be like, okay, it's your turn. To begin with. <laughs> yeah. Don't wave me through again. <laughs> yeah, those inner fucking hate those you. fucking four-way stop interactions are just as bad as like when you walk into somebody in a hallway and you do the little dance. Which way? Wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. Which way you go? Which way you go? Because <clears throat> most of the time, I will be the guy that just stops. You make your decision. Go fucking one way. I'll just and stand see, right here. <laughs> you just go. Yeah, and I'm the guy that goes. <laughs> so it's like if I if I run see, into and that's you why and we, we make such a dance, great pair. Yeah. <laughs> If, I, if we do the dance, it's like, motherfucker, I might just grab your ass. <laughs> this is already awkward enough. I might as well make it completely fucking awkward. A lot of times, if it's a bad one, then I just make an, an excuse to trip them. Because <laughs> you can get away with it. It was like, oh, my foot just happened to kick right in front of your foot. My mistake. <laughs> uh, fucking people. People are dumb. <laughs> And it's just more and more evident as this fucking election goes along. <laughs> I just I cannot wait for it to be over. This is the best we got. <laughs> yeah, this is our best and brightest. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we're doing. Holy shit! 
No wonder Muslims hate us. <laughs> you know, because just go back, what, 30? Yeah, go back 30 years, and everybody thought it was a joke that Reagan was president because he was a film actor. <laughs> <clears throat> but he never killed an Indian in any of his westerns. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I just can't believe... Just all this shit that pops up in the news of how everybody just, like, grabs onto one little thing that either one of them say, mm. and then it becomes this whole big thing. Well, and you- to listen, like, to be at work and listen to people have these stupid fucking <laughs> conversations. Yeah. As I just... It blew me away to realize how many, like, hardcore Trump supporters we have at work. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. I'm and <laughs> and when I when I say he's a fucking moron, like I should I just need to clean out my locker and go. <laughs> uh, Not that I'm a Hillary supporter, but like surprisingly well, like he, if I say anything negative towards Donald Trump, I have had so many people jump down my throat. Like I said, even both both parties it's like you know Republicans did not want Trump in at all. No, like, yeah, not at all. The normal run-of-the-mill establishment, establishment yeah. conservatives, they were freaking out too. <laughs> Trump is—he's just dangerous. He is gonna fucking destroy us. That's kind of why I like him. <laughs> zombie apocalypse. He's, I think that's what we needed. I don't think it'll be a zombie apocalypse. There'll be no planet left. Well, I'm fine with that yeah. too. <laughs> Just get it over. But I mean, like, <laughs> quick and painless, like yeah, a band aid. Just rip it off. <laughs> but I mean, like, even the Democrats, like, seriously, that's your fucking choice. Yeah. That is your best option that you fucking had. Screw it. Fuck it. What? Well, I see. And I hope, I hope in four years, when this is all past us, the next election is Jesse Ventura versus, um, um, <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ted Nugent, Jesse Ventura. 2020. Hell That's yeah. what I want. Hell yeah. Or Baldo Hughes does 2020. <laughs> yes. Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> I don't know. That's like I was telling you guys earlier. I'd, I'm going to go in and I'm going to vote on a whim. I don't know what I'm going to do till I get there. I'm going to take Dungeons and Dragons die and roll the dice. Because <laughs> you registered to vote this year, huh? Yeah. That's what you were saying. Yeah, this is my first us. time. Ever, huh? Yep. Wow. 32 years, my first time. Because <laughs> that's the kind of American I am. And see, I, tr- <laughs> I try to think to myself, what's best for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think what's best for the country. I think to myself, what's best for the podcast? We need to go in together. <laughs> Holding hands. And film it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I was telling you guys earlier, because the last time I went and voted, there was a lot of, like as far as president, there's actually, because you vote for a lot of shit. It's not just oh, yeah. president. And so I, like the last time I went, I was looking for names that like I recognized, people I knew. Or have at least heard of. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of that was... Yeah, you got your Congress, you know, your state reps. Yeah. See, and I actually pulled the thing up this week and was looking at the, like, 
the Utah stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to change the wording in the state constitution, and there's something about the the way the public school districts get their money. Oh, and, and I think I think this year there's shit about. Is there shit about marijuana this no, year? I no, not that I've mm-hmm. seen. Oh. I wasn't sure. I should probably look it up. I've got my. I should be a better informed voter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This guy's got a cool name. I'm going to vote for him. (laughs) Johnson's? I know Johnson's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to vote the way that I draft fantasy football. (laughs) Let the computer do it for you. (laughs) You can do that. No, and just go down the list and be like, I think I recognize this name. Yeah. Go. You imagine, though, if, like, Trump wins and he sends his first lady to somewhere, fuck, they're going to love us. Right. He is sending a hot first lady. Mm-hmm. And then when his daughter runs in, you know, eight years. Yeah, because she can yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, she's got my vote. <laughs> Vote for something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for fiddledy fuck. We done? I think so. I think so. For all that and more, check us out all over the interwebs. Yeah. Subscribe. I will will make Scrub shoot me the mini link, the bit.ly. I'll put it up on Twitters. SB3 Baldo. Yeah. Get active. Sexually active. Either way. (laughs) Just do something. Don't be a lazy fuck. (laughs) Get out there. Listen to our podcast. Buy our shit. Go vote. Do something. Feel like you're making a difference. Yeah. I mean, we're really not. Or, you know, don't. (laughs) Don't. See what I care. I really don't give a shit. Get on Tinder. (laughs) Suck some dick. Get on Grindr. Suck some dick. Get a finger in the bum. <laughs> oh, well, it's been real. This has been Sonic Blasphemy. As always, I'm Scrub. I am Baldo. I'm Sheriff. I thought you were Donald Trump. I was Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Make America great again! <laughs> Make American grapes again. <laughs> Fuck! Ah, shit! For past episodes and merchandise, check out our website at www.sb3pod.com. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. As well as strangelabel.com every Wednesday afternoon at 6, 5 central. Check us out on Facebook and the Twitters at sb 3 Baldo. And if you're not done with that, we've got two words for you. Fiddlesticks!